Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Meg. Here's the thing. We are two moms doing life together and sharing our experiences in motherhood, relationships, entrepreneurship, and more. Here's the deal. We don't have it all figured out, but life is better when we do it together. So come join us because it's a lovely time. Hello. Hi. Happy Thursday. <laughs> it is. We never know what day it is. No, I don't. No. Yeah, definitely not. No. I usually have to like look down, put my feet on the ground and like really say, what day is it? Yeah, I know. If I don't get up in the morning and look at the calendar yep. or, or, or look at my phone because <laughs> it tells me right on the screen, like, Hey, it's Thursday, May, happy, whatever. Good morning. Like... Happy Thursday. And that's pretty, that's entrepreneurship as a mom, oh, right? Man, I yeah. Mean, it, days, how, no how just much we plan them. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, as an entrepreneur, as a for sure. mom, if you don't leave your house and you're like doing the same thing every day, like when I'm home with my kids or just being here, you're doing the same things, but it's like, there's indicators for mm. me, right? Mm. I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's Thursday, but if I just subbed, I'm like, wait, what day I don't it? know what day it is. So yeah. Yep. I'm with you yeah. on that one. So I'm really yeah. excited about today's topic. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about leading a team and what that looks like for you and what that looks like for me particularly. Mm-hmm. And I think we really want to give some good takeaways for any type of team that you're leading. Yeah. And I was watching some interactions between business owners on a a local Facebook page that I'm on. And somebody was, you know, basically giving the advice that they needed to give their team tough love. Mm. And immediately I just felt honestly triggered by that because the way that she was offering this advice, it was in my opinion, I think it was bullshit. The tough love that she was talking about it seemed as though, you know, hey, I'm going to serve this up and tell you how to do this and, and come backhanded at you. But you have to ask yourself as a leader, am I setting my team up for success, right? If you're giving someone tough love, do you have the grounds to do that? Yeah. Right. And what do you mean by that? And so what I was thinking about, and I kind of, I always, you know, put something down and I'm like, all right, we're going to circle back to this. But I un- started unpacking it for me when I first took over at my studio, mm-hmm. I had a team of people who were already existing yep. in, a, in an ecosystem together under different leadership. And so I decided right after I bought the studio to sit down with each of them and I went through my expectations. So within different realms, whether you are coaching a soccer team or leading mm-hmm. a team of you know, directors, creative directors, or maybe they're all doing different things, you need to have a subset of expectations for the entire team, mm-hmm. right? For communication, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for expectations of taking time off or whatever that looks like. But then also maybe within each of those job descriptions, right? You have a different subset. So for Correct. us, uh, for me and my team, it was that there would be no tolerance for body shaming, that subs or requests for time off, or if you needed help covering classes that you would have the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Brene Brown. And it's the assumption of positive intent. Mm. So Mm. I had watched this team that I was a part of 
completely deteriorate within each other's ecosystem because they were saying, oh, I need help with this class because I have to do X, Y, Z. Well, that X, Y, Z was creating, you know, tension within the team because, you know, one girl needed a sub because the other, you know, she was going to have drinks with three of the other girls. Totally fine. I don't care why you, yeah. But then one of the other teachers wasn't getting invited. And so it created Mm. just completely unnecessary drama. And that was a specific. You did did something really cool for the culture, I think, in your studio um, because of that. Right. So the intention setting, right? So the culture and what I wanted to do is just change this culture of if we come at all of our employees with the assumption of positive intent, Mm -hmm. how is that going to impact their experience with one another? They're Mm -hmm. not all going to be friends all the time, right? Yeah. And, and just like, I have three kids. If I need a sub, it might be because my kid is puking. Well, in that I had a teacher at one point in time who was trying to get pregnant and she couldn't get pregnant and it was creating resentment around her situation Mm -hmm. because she was like, well, so-and-so needs this help because they have a kid and I can't have a kid. Yeah. That's hurtful. Right. And I, I mean, I did not mean to hurt her. Yeah. I was not setting out to hurt her, but it was not the intention. So if we have the assumption of that positive intent, it's that I just say, Hey, on Monday at seven 30, I need somebody to help teach my class. Period. Period. And when the person responds, that was the other thing. It's you might not want to teach that class, right? You might not have any reason why you don't want to teach that class other than the fact that you want to sleep in. Well, that's what you need. And I don't think you should have to explain yourself. Yeah. So if you come at it asking for a sub with the assumption of positive intent Mm -hmm, and you come mm -hmm. back with that assumption and that they are going going to help you because they're your teammate, teammate, then you actually create this culture that is positive. And I know that if I'm asking you for Mm -hmm. something and you say you can't do it, I just trust it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're doing the best that we can with the tools that we have. Correct. And so that element of the culture and not making people explain themselves five ways to Sunday, why they can't teach the 6 a.m. class. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something in our culture, too, where people in our culture in this country, we feel like we have to explain ourselves all the time. Like I have to explain why I chose to do this and what, where I'm going and why I'm going there and who I'm hanging out with and why I'm choosing to hang out with them. Right. And what is like, why I chose to live in this town or that house or go on this vacation. It's like, why can't we just say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need. This is why I want to. With a period at the end of the <laughs> sentence. Right. And not go into this whole why, explanation why, why? as to why I need this and why. Because the truth is when you're leading a team and you're trying to get things done, trying to get things scheduled, make sure things are covered. Like, you know, for your, you've got your coaches for classes. And it's like, right. as long as you have a teacher for your class, you don't care. You exactly. don't care right. why they can't be there. I don't care. I just need to know, is it covered? Right. And period. You know what? To that point, when I came in, there were a lot of things going on that I, I didn't understand and I couldn't put my finger on. Mm-hmm, and I just kept mm-hmm. feeling like, how do I make this better? Right. And we tried to encourage people with different pay structure or, you know, different benefits. And ultimately what it boiled down to was taking ownership and mm-hmm, empowering mm-hmm. them with decision. So when you, you needed, you know, help with covering that class, right. This is a very specific example, but you could apply it to anything. If you need help covering something and nobody comes to help you, what are you going to do? 
Are you going to show up and teach that class? Well, guess what was happening? When I came in, it was just me or my lead teacher or my manager. Mm. And if so-and-so couldn't come and teach their class, they just assumed that she was going to do it. That it was covered. Right? Yeah. There was no follow-through. And it took a while for me to yeah. understand and integrate and, and how to have those connections with mm-hmm. the team. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. this is not a job where you're making a ton of money. It's just not. Yeah. You do it because you love it. Being yeah. a fitness instructor, you you can pay a little bit of extra bills, sure, but you're not like, you're not paying your mortgage with your fitness team, right? What? You mean you're not hanging out I mean, in a yacht every weekend? I wish. Jet setting here and there? Golly, I'm been fooled. <laughs> I don't know where we need to be teaching, but I, I would love that, right? Yeah. But it is, it's a hobby and it's something you're passionate about. And so I found that by empowering them to have choices. And so we put together a scheduling system where they tell us when they're available and then we plug it in. Right. And we kind of Tetris that around them. Mm -hmm. And I heard an analogy a long time ago about painting a room. So you come into a situation Mm -hmm. and your team is unhappy. And instead of coming in and saying, well, I'm going to paint this room green because green makes people happy. And I've done all this research. And I know that if I paint this room green, they're just going to be so thrilled. (laughs) So you come in and you paint the room green and everybody hates it because you didn't ask. You did not come to your team. You did not ask them what they needed to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. And that came with implementing reviews. Mm-hmm. reviews quarterly or annual, semi-annually, kind of just depending on where that person was. Uh, if you are an active owner in your business, I do not think that you need to do <laughs> the sorry, my the chair. very squeaky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Jess's face just now. She's like, oh man, like the phone rang. <laughs> Dang it. Um, it's, it's real life podcasting people. Chairs are squeaky. Um, but if you come in and you, you're a check, if you're not an active owner, in a business and you're coming in annually and just saying like, well, I'm going to check these boxes off. You are not empowering people. You are not helping them. They're going to be living in fear of any time you walk in that room. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you're not, there's no way to grow and expand your, your team, your business, your company, anything that you're leading if you're just checking off boxes and checking in every now and then and not really empowering anybody right. along the way, you know, and, and so and telling them, what are you being like yeah. rated on? Right. Yeah. So in that review system, in that process. So when I sat down with everybody in the very beginning, circling back to that, here are my expectations. Mm-hmm. There are surveys that go out from our corporate office and it, asks, you know, how was your experience with this and this and this, maybe it's environment or teacher friendliness or, they didn't even know what was in those surveys when oh, I wow. sat down. I, and so I outlined like, these are the rubrics that you're being quote graded on. And you know, this, I look at it from a holistic perspective. Mm-hmm. I take it with a grain of salt. Maybe that person was having a bad day and it had nothing to do with you. Right. And having them understand what they are being graded on. Right. And not just like a random pop-in review of like, Ooh, I took your class today for the first time in a year. And like, Ooh, you need to work on all these things. And it doesn't matter if you make it a sandwich (laughs) of good on the outside and hard on the, like that's actually just fluffing it up and making it harder for them to digest. Yeah. 
but if you have good relationships, if you have good systems in place and you identify right away what it is that you expect of them, then you can actually come back to those things, right? And if you have an issue with somebody and you need to write them up, um, in the, the example that I was explaining at the beginning of the podcast, at the Facebook page I saw, it was like, how do I write this person up? She wasn't coming in, you know, 15 minutes prior to teaching. Well, did you tell her she needed to? Exactly. Yeah. And the person's response was like, that's unacceptable. Tough love. Do this. And it was like, oh, that's fierce. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Did she even know? Like, and yeah. holding everyone to the same standard, mm-hmm. whether they've been teaching for a couple months or a couple yeah. of years, they all understand. And if you have these guidelines in place, it yeah. provides a really great opportunity for you to come back and say, absolutely. Hey, what's going on? You know, when you mm-hmm. signed up to do this, we talked about these things being the expectation and you're kind of missing the mark here. Yeah. There's probably, there is something going on in their personal life. Right. Usually. Yeah. Right. And they don't necessarily have to share that with you, Mm -hmm. but if you can bring it back to that, it's not about attacking them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So coming into the problem as you know, you're pinpointing it at Mm -hmm. that list of things that you have Mm -hmm. and you're not saying, "Mm, Jess, you're not doing this. It's, Hey, remember the expectations coming Correct. back around to that and, and making well, and it about many, that. And I mean, them. how many of us have had or currently have a job or a, a space that we're in all the time where expectations were not set mm-hmm. about certain things and you all of a sudden one day are getting all kinds of flack because, well, you, you're not doing this and you weren't doing that and you haven't done this yet. And it's like, well, I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing that. Right. You but know, the wall's so, green, so you should be happy. But the wall is green, so be happy. <laughs> be happy that the wall is green. You know, so yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, setting expectations on what you're supposed to be doing is so important. And if you're headed into a job, a new job, or let's say you've had a job for a long time, or you own a business, I mean, I'm I'm coming at it from the side of you work for someone else right now. Right. Right? If you work for someone else right now, and you are feeling this like, wow, yeah, I have no idea what they expect of me. Mm-hmm. You also need to take the responsibility and say, hey, I need to know what it is that you're expecting of me every day. Right. You know, take the initiative, be intentional about it. Go in and say, hey, I feel like maybe there's a communication breakdown somewhere. I don't think I understand what the expectations are. Could you please give me a set of expectations of what it is you need me doing every day. I mean, you have a system in place for your bartenders that are, they have like a list of things that they have to do every day. It's their expectations and, you know, check the boxes off. We do all the things. And that's, that is a blessing for everybody. Right. And it holds them accountable. If they check off the box and I come in and I see that it's not done, it tees me up to have a conversation that's productive and not accusatory. Right? And, and you can redirect at that point. It's not. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of like scolding and, you know, yes. making people shaming and making people feel terrible and not wanting to come back or feeling like they hate their job and I'm li- miserable place and it's awful. And like, I can't wait to find something new. You yeah. know, it's like you create a space where it's comfortable and open and, you know, honest yeah. and, I, I, and happy. A, <laughs> I don't a direct, know. A direct <laughs> I don't know what the word is I'm looking for in there. Communication. Yeah. 
is what you said earlier. So yeah. that is something that was really important to me when I came on board. I came from a large agency where I had a team of 40 people mm-hmm. who, mm-hmm. although it wasn't my business that I owned, I had content creators and designers and all of these different people with different needs constantly communicating with me. And then I would have to, you know, take that communication and bring people together. Right. So I came in with this knowledge of how to connect people in mm-hmm. a way that filled fills uh, inclusive and what you're doing in entrepreneurship, no matter what type of team you're running, it should be fun. That's yeah. why you left your corporate job or if yeah. you're still in a corporate job. Um, so two things that you made me think of as you were speaking, the, the uh, request of, you know, what are my expectations? Mm-hmm. Even I feel like it, it helps me for my GM. I come to her and I'm like, I want you to write out your your things that you're doing, your whole list. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I bring my expectations to the table and put them together and we make sure that there's nothing getting lining up. Right. And I am an active owner in my business. And so sometimes I feel like I'm going to step on her toes and I don't want her to feel micromanaged. And so we clearly define what she's doing, what I'm expecting, and then make sure that they match up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But on that point, I wanted to direct, to provide a direct line of communication for my team to me. Yeah. I do have kids. Yep. I was out on maternity leave. I came on board to this team and they com- communicated on Facebook. It was a just like a Facebook page for the team. Oh Lord. Things were not able to be, you know, documents weren't able to be uploaded. Questions were easily lost. It couldn't be, you yeah. know, all of the bartenders also saw the teacher things. And so I started a Slack account for free and I put in different, different channels, channels, right? Mm-hmm. For teachers and my managers. And and then if you teach one type of class, so your content creators aren't hearing about the creative design over here that they, you know, they're getting bogged down with these chats all day. So yeah. no matter what type of team, Slack is a very, very great tool for organizing yeah. and being able to find things. You can go back and search mm-hmm. through it. Uh, I also really, this is a, a question that so many entrepreneurs ask me, especially in franchises is like, well, I have middle management for a reason. I don't want them to be able to communicate directly to me. Well, yes, I hear that you shouldn't be getting all of it. It should be getting filtered Correct. Right? through. Yes. If you have a manager, yes, there should be a filter. However, if you've got an issue, mm-hmm. let's say you've got an employee working for you mm-hmm. and they're creating a lot of problems and you don't know about it, and you don't find out until it's too late and everyone is wanting to quit and unhappy and miserable, that might be because they couldn't communicate with you. They didn't know how, like they didn't want to text you because that felt too personal, right? Mm -hmm. And like, oh, that's my boss. I probably shouldn't text her. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't go to their manager because they hated her, right? Yeah. This wasn't in my business, but this is somebody that I've, I've spoken to. And she's like, everybody quit because they hated the manager. And they were supposed mm-hmm. to go to her yep. to yep. complain, right? And so yep. if you I've create been those systems. I've experiences that. Yeah. yeah. Working somewhere and everyone hated the manager and everyone decided to quit instead of, mm-hmm. yeah. And they don't. And then they're gone and they're like, <clears throat> I like, I liked you a lot. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> Where'd that come <laughs> from? Um, but, you know, now she's sitting there with no employees and one manager and now what? Yeah. So on that note, how do you find those bad eggs. And when those situations come up, one of the most powerful tools that I've learned is how to lead someone to quitting their job. Yeah. Um, 
stay with me here because (laughs) (laughs) identifying (laughs) when to let someone go a, uh, some of the best advice that I ever received was hire slow, fire fast within reason using intellect and not just emotion, right? Mm -hmm. If you identify somebody is toxic to your culture, Mm -hmm. you have two options. You can let this go and just let it completely erode your business. Yeah. From the inside out. Not the best choice. Not the best choice. <sighs> but people do it because they conflict avoid. Yeah. Right? They don't want to or they don't have, have the to hard hire. conversation. They don't have to go through the hiring process again. Oh, finding God, someone new. And Yep. Yeah. And so you're going to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money if mm-hmm. you can truly identify without the emotion when it's time. And I have let go of quite a few people and it was not easy in this business. There are lots of big personalities for my particular situation. And when I identify that somebody is causing an issue, typically I will bring it to them. And I actually got this advice from a Brene Brown book and it's about leadership and how you are really letting somebody go and freeing them of something that they don't want anyway. Yeah. They didn't really want to be there anyway. If they if, were making it such a. If they're showing up and they're doing negative a bad space. job every day. Yeah. It's probably because they don't want to be there. And yeah. maybe it has something to do with the job. Yeah. Probably not. Probably has something to do with their life or their something else. mindset or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had people who clearly did not want to be in a job in they thought that they wanted to, but it was ego. It oh, was yeah. Ego that was keeping them there. So how do you lead somebody to recognize mm-hmm. that? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think something for me that really was freeing was taking that person's emotion and mm-hmm. looking at them as a human and stepping back out of the manager position to say, this person is showing up and working hard for me, whether they're doing a good job or not, they're miserable. Yeah. I want to let them go of that. I want to free them of themselves because they either don't have the courage or the strength or whatever it is to to lead that job. Yeah. And so. Or to even ask for what they need in that moment. Right. It's like. And saying, hey, and and this has gone two ways for me. I've sat down with people and said, these are the marks and like we're missing, you know, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. So what I'll typically do is say, Hey, can we have a conversation? We sit down and I just bring to the table that expectation list. And I'm like, one by one, whatever it is, let's unpack this. I have expected you to do X, Y, and Z. And these are the things that are happening. What do you need from me? How can I make your job more? How can you, I make you more successful at your job? Yeah. And a lot of times, yeah. Because in the end, in the end, it, the buck stops with you. 100%. And you I have to lead, always take ownership. You have to take ownership of everything. You have to be, you can't place blame it on anyone else. It falls on you. You have to have had these conversations and be willing to take that type of leadership and action because it all, it all lands it on all, you in the end. Does. So you have to say, what can I do for you? Because exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I've offered like, do you need a couple of days off? Do you need some time to think about this? Right? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that mm-hmm. you need? And you're exactly right. Every time I approach a situation, any conflict in my business, mm-hmm. I first reflect on what can I do better? 
Yeah. How can I provide what they need? Right. But if mm-hmm. you ask them that and they truly reflect on it, they're going to have to be honest with themselves. Yes. Is yeah. there anything that she can give me or they can give me to do better? Right. And I actually had this conversation with my GM who's now been my GM for a couple of years. And in, when the pandemic hit and we were like frazzled and, were, <laughs> you know, and, and like as my entrepreneurial else, brain was spinning out, I was like, I need to do da, 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 da. And I like, I just dumped. Yeah. And I was in a mastermind at the time and the girls were like, Meg, treat it the way you do when you go to fire someone, right? What do you ask them? Like, it's not always the intent to fire them, but it's recognizing that they're not happy in their job, right? And so I sat her down and I did not want to fire her Mm. at all, but I needed her to do these things, but I had not clearly communicated my expectation and given her the tools, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we sat down and we had this hard conversation and she was open and honest and vulnerable with me. And she was like, these are the things that are happening in my life right now. And I'm sorry. Like I've let that kind of cloud that because, because of those things, I didn't come to you and say, I can't do this because I don't know how, or Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're asking of me. Right. Or whatever that looks like. But I, was able to reflect and be like, all right, you're right. Let's do it. Let's put together these systems and processes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a huge turning point. Right. And now I cannot imagine this business without her. Yeah. I, I she's just, amazing. She's she incredible. Really is amazing. But had we not had that conversation, I would have just built resentment up for all the things that she wasn't, she doing, wasn't doing that I never asked her to do. Yeah. Or she didn't know how to do, but that yeah. was on me. Right. Yeah. Um, but that conversation obviously went in a good way because we were able to have that, you know, very fruitful, honest conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, in other times it has been, Hey, I've noticed that you're missing the mark on these things. And they're like, Oh no, they're not going to take ownership. Um, oftentimes that person is probably not suited for your company at that point. Mm -hmm. If they will Mm -hmm. take no ownership or they place blame, right. Yeah. Or they deflect it onto you, which, yeah buckle up because it's going to happen a lot and you just (laughs) take it. Um, but I have sat down and said, Hey, I think you should take the weekend to, to think about, is this really the job that is for you? Do you find that this is something you're passionate about? Is this filling your cup? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is this filling your cup? Because ultimately if you do not feel fulfilled by this, feel fulfilled by this work, why are you doing it? release yourself of that. So I have given people permission to quit essentially. Basically. Yeah. And I've almost never fired anyone. Yeah. They have decided to quit and they're in most of the time it's my fault and they hate me and they leave. And well, yeah, that's the deflection part. Right. Um, but I've come full circle with most of those people down the road to say like, Oh man, you know, thank you. Thank you for identifying that that was not my place. And that I was really just making myself stay here for reasons that were not about me. You know, maybe it was that you wanted to be a, thought you wanted to be a pure bar teacher and it was fun and shiny on Instagram, but you didn't actually love the people that you were, you know, what the work was Uh, and you saw yourself doing something else. Well, you just kept doing it out of pride and ego, Mm -hmm. right? If you Mm -hmm. extrapolate the pride and the ego, what's left? Yeah. Is it filling your cup? Yeah. And if you're in a job right now, that's not filling your cup, what's the game plan, right? Yeah. Like you have to make the list and figure it out. So. Yep. Yep. 
all of that, you know. And, you know, I love what I love about that as well is it's so easy to attach that to running a household and motherhood and Mm -hmm. raising kids. And, you know, I mean, I mean, maybe you don't, maybe you don't work at all. You know, maybe you, maybe you're working and raising kids. And, and when you use, I mean, for example, okay, my teenager was doing an absolute shit job on the dishes. Okay. (laughs) Excuse the language. She just, I mean, I'm like, your job is to wash dishes every other day. That's your job. Do the job. And I would go in and I would go to put the dishes away the next day. And I'd be like, this isn't even clean. Like, dude, you have to wash the outside of the pots. Like not just the inside, the outside too. Right. So when I, and I had that conversation with her, like, Hey, these are my expectations for how you wash the dishes. Like this is what I'm showing you, like how to do this. And this is what I need you to do. Well, when she continued to not do it, finally, I was like, Hey, what's the deal? You know, and I get a lot of parents like, well, just, she just needs to do the dishes and just keep doing them. I'm like, okay, what would you rather be doing? I know you hate the dishes. Yeah. What would you rather be doing? Would you rather be vacuuming, scrubbing the bathrooms? Like, what would you, what would you rather do? And she told me and I'm like, okay, then that's your job. That's your responsibility. Great. Get on it. You only have to do dishes once a week. Right. Finding. So a way to communicate yeah. the needs. Like you can't fire yeah. your kids. No, you can't, fi- you can't fire your kids. <laughs> and the thing about being a parent is if you are staying at home, mm-hmm. arguably the hardest job oh that there God. is, I will be the first person to say I couldn't do it. That is no joke. And if I did, I would be a complete psycho and run my house like a <laughs> I, business. But that's you. why I don't say For home. For me, I stayed home for a long time, right? With my kids. And then finally I just got to a place where I was like, my soul is dying. Like my soul was dying, not because I didn't love my children and not because I didn't Absolutely. find joy in raising my children and all those things, but because I'm called for something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and something in addition to that, like I right. just not more as in more important. No. What I mean by more is, is in addition to fill your cup, to fill my cup. Right. So my cup was only half full all the time. Right. And so I needed to fill it with other things. And so So yeah, that's why. And the truth is, is that we are all in different seasons. We are all going to approach these different topics in these different areas of our life at different times. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look different for all moms, whether you are home or you are just starting a business, maybe you are in the thick of leading a business. Um, But being really honest with ourselves about time blocking and, you know, looking at where you want to be spending your time. And that is going to allow you the capacity and the space to give your team the things that they need, right? So within that, I highly recommend making sure that you put aside time to meet with your manager, put aside time if you've just started, or maybe you are in the thick of it in your business and you know that things need to change with your team, right? So whether you're just getting up and going and you have the time and the bandwidth to Mm -hmm. put these processes in place, right? Mm -hmm. And outline the guidelines that you want and the expectations that you have from your team. Or if you need to hit the e-break and say, all right, (laughs) yeah, something (laughs) has to change, right? Uh Because as a mom, 
just like we said, you can't fire your kids, right? And there are going to be employees that you have that you don't want to fire, but it's your responsibility to help them be their best selves. So in that, you know, time blocking out in the week, whether, you know, my manager and I meet for just a creative 30 minutes, right? Or maybe it's an admin 30 minutes so that she has the space to create time for her to ask questions. And maybe some weeks it's nothing and we just get to sit and BS, right? Um, But really bringing this full circle on tough love, being total bullshit is you can definitely give your kids, your team, your employees tough love if you have given them the specific guidelines and expectations. Correct. So checking yourself on on whether or not you've done those things. There's some great tools out there. Our payroll company, Gusto, they allow you to go in and write out your company handbook. And it it gives you all the guidelines, right? And you kind of just plug in the different things because you don't have to start from scratch. People yeah. have been here yeah. and done these things before, right? And, and stop so, trying to reinvent the wheel. Absolutely. And and find out what your team wants mm-hmm. as you're going through mm-hmm. that, if you have an existing team, right? Yeah. Having those conversations and giving them those clear boundaries, those clear guidelines, because it is going to benefit you as a leader, whether you're leading a team within a business you own or something you don't own. There are, mm-hmm. there are only so many things that you can control. And taking ownership and control of those things and ultimately taking ownership of what is your responsibility. Yep. Because if you haven't done that, then giving them feedback that is harsh or critical is never going to it's get you get to where you want to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So with that... It's a lovely time to look at your systems, look at your processes and figure out and identify where you can level up and where you're doing great. Lean into those areas and don't be afraid to ask for help. Thank you so much for joining us. We are genuinely glad that you're here. Please rate, review and subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Instagram at itsa.lovelytime, where you will find links to our personal accounts, websites, and more.